0: bitch please oh bitch please my ass you want a sandwich dig that oh hell yeah she's a bad man a i'm a black man in a white world i'm a
1: black man in a white world if i wasn't a christian man i'd probably be kicking in your ass you. i'm a black man in a white
2: world i'm a black man in
1: Welcome to the latest episode of the JB's Low Tech Podcast. We're all worried about our health and our safety, and today we'll have a, a guest to talk about safety. And you can listen to all of that here next, here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast.
0: When you need someone to listen, A lawyer you know and trust. Congratulations to all the Minnesota businesses that scraped through the last year. It sure hasn't been easy, but we've done it together. And while we certainly need to move forward, it's good to reflect on what we've been through and the many losses. Here at Bradshaw and Bryant, we held a lot of Zoom meetings, increased our phone calls, and have done our best to keep up with all the changes while continuing to provide quality work. We'd like to thank everyone that turned to us with their personal injury and criminal needs as well as the courtrooms for bringing the community back together to serve justice. We look forward to being part of Minnesota's growth and success for many years to come. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything till you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at MinnesotaPersonalInjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the JB's Low Tech Podcast. As I stated earlier, a couple of things that we're all worried about these days. One is our health and our our, uh, income. Another thing is our safety. And I thought I'd have on somebody to talk about situational awareness and safety. And I'd like to bring aboard today's guest, Beth Warford. How are you doing, Beth?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks, JV, for having me on.
1: Not a problem. Yeah, it's, it's something that we all <laughs> probably need to all spend a little bit more time on with the craziness of things, the way things are going now with mass shootings and all type of other things and uh, kidnapping and um, just all the craziness that's going on in this country. Um. So how did you get involved or get started in personal safety?
2: I was actually almost assaulted when I was with my two oldest daughters. And I was at a hockey game on a Saturday at 1030 10 10 30 in the morning. And my brother came to my rescue, but it absolutely changed my life. And I, I looked into self-defense and I found martial arts. And then I found guns and safety products. But I thought there had to be something more to stay in safe than just you know just products like if you are in a fight how to get out right, right. and so I, I started to research criminals and who they target and how they operate and the stuff I found was so fascinating um that I just kept diving into it and I learned things about body language body language is over 90 percent of all communication so I learned about pre-attack mm-hmm. indicators and then I found out about situational awareness which was developed in uh, world war one and um General Cooper said it is is safer for you than guns or martial arts because it prevents conflict It's all about conflict avoidance, so you can see things coming and get out of the situation and so i just I just started to find more and more information, and I developed my own proactive personal curriculum
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um and that's kind of how I started
1: well it's an interesting topic, like I said, because of these days and times. Um uh, me uh, after the pandemic, I started uh, a couple of businesses, and just wondering, how did you get over the fear of starting your own business?
2: Yeah, well, uh, so I was thirty nine years old. I had another full time job. I had four daughters under the age of nine. And I what I did, honestly, is reading books. I read every book on safety and security. Um, and I didn't just read books on that. I read books on self-help books. So my biggest fear was public speaking. I've always been terrified of speaking in public. And I thought, oh, my gosh, how can I get up in front of a crowd and talk? The other thing was I'm a former children's ICU and sedation nurse. I have no background in martial in, in martial arts, mm-hmm. well, I do now. But in um, personal safety, I wasn't a police officer. I wasn't um, in the military. So I had to kind of get over that too. I read, um, Brendan Burchard's book on the million dollar messenger that helped me. Um, I read a book called start by Jan Akaf. Um, I read books, you know, just all sorts of books. And I realized that I was holding myself back. And my husband said to me, it doesn't matter, you know, what you look like or sound like when you're up in front of public, it's your message. Right. And it's also, it's also that, you know, your stuff and you're teaching it in such a different way that you are going to, you're going to save people from crime. You're going to save people from accidents. And so that's kind of how I got, got over it. But I, I, didn't ha, I didn't know how to do a website. I was not in social media at all. Um, as I don't know if you saw, but I, um, I taught myself video. So the reason we, we, grew, we grew so big is because we produce, we produce video. So those were all things that I didn't know how to do before I started.
1: Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Just to back up a second, what form of uh, martial arts? Martial arts. Thank you. <laughs> did you uh, uh, learn?
2: So I, I took up Krav Maga because um, mm-hmm. after that happened, I needed to I needed to do something immediately, and uh, that's what we found locally in town. And it it's um, real world. You know, it's like real world fighting. I'm I'm not going to beat somebody to death, but I will be able to know where to target people where their weakest parts on the body. Just stop them enough so I can get away.
1: Uh, and can you tell the listeners what, and I can't pronounce it, <laughs> um, <laughs> the form of martial arts that you just performed? I've heard many comics actually talk about this uh, form of martial arts. Uh, could you speak a little bit more on what it is and what it may teach
2: Um, it just teaches. So, so this was Krav Maga is from from Israel. And so it's just kind of real world fighting. So some of the things we teach is like a palm strike, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of instead of punching somebody in the face, you have 26 small bones in your hand, you're just going to break your bones. Um, So instead of instead of doing that, you have your palm Mm -hmm. that is opened, and you hit somebody up under their nose, but you don't just stop there, you drive their nose through the back of their head. And the reason that this is so effective is because, number one, it hurts like hell, and number two, it makes their eyes water. Right. Um, so there's, there's just, you know, you're not doing, like, these flying round kicks and stuff like that. It's just real-world fighting. It's like using your elbows, you know, hammer fists. Just, um, You know, I'm not, I'm not a Krav Maga expert by any means, and that's, that's not, you know, my right. main area. But, but I do like people to know that there are weak areas on the body, and if you need to, you can use those areas to get away.
1: So why, <clears throat> excuse me, why is situational awareness, uh, the skills that you learn, why are they so helpful and so important?
2: Well, most people don't realize that accidents is the number three cause of death in America. So situational awareness is just paying attention to your surroundings, right? Just seeing things coming and going. It could be a car that's driving down something, Um it could be somebody falling down the stairs because they weren't paying attention. It could be somebody texting on their phone and now they just went off the whole length of a football field, you know, in five seconds. So, so, so paying attention will just keep you safe in general. Um, and the other thing is that when you understand predators and when you understand your environment and what's all around you, you can quickly make decisions based on what's going around you. You can find where the exits are. You, you should always have an exit strategy no matter where you are. You can see if somebody's acting weird. You can see I always I always teach my students, you know, profile everybody in your vicinity, especially if it's a stranger. Not on not on their race or their gender. You don't profile on that. You profile on how they're how they are acting. Why are they just why are they just loitering? I mean, who has time to just hang out, right? And so so when you, when you notice your surroundings, when you notice how people are acting and what seems off, you can make decisions, and most of the time, I always say you can transition to Nike and you can get out of there.
1: <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good. Um, for most, like for myself, I grew up in inner, uh, the inner city of St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, and, wow. And I, you kind of learn that by default, what to look out for. How weird is somebody acting? Are they following you? Are their eyes following you? Uh, Right. Did their demeanor change? Um, You kind of learn all that, but you never think about, you know, this is a learned skill. You just, it's just something that you just kind of grow into and you just kind of go, oh, I need to change my route or I need to get home soon or I need to... You know, we need to get to the car or whatever. So,
2: right when you when you grow up in those situations, you you intuitively kind of know how to be a hard target, right? right. But most but most people don't really have that, and most people are soft targets. Most people are looking at their phone. Most people have little or no eye contact. Interestingly enough, most of my students say. Oh, if I see somebody that really creeps me out, I just look away because if I don't see them, they don't see me, and I'm like, that's the wrong thing to do. They are absolutely going to go after you because of your lack of eye contact. So one of the things you know I teach about being a hard target is just having strong eye contact and basically you know saying with your eyes, I see you, I know who you are. Not me, not today. You know, you don't want to you don't want to escalate the situation. Mm-hmm by making it look like you're upset or angry, but you just want to look tough and you want to look strong. And um, we also talk about, you know, if you weren't paying attention for a little bit, now you have a stranger coming up to you asking you something, you know, make them unselect you. So have your hands up kind of with the universal um, sign for stop. So they don't necessarily have to just know English and, and say, stop, I can't stop. I can't help you or stop. I don't have cash. You know, if it's a homeless person. Um, There are, you know, and and keep moving, you know, definitely keep moving away from the person. Um, So that's just a a few of the things that we do.
1: Well, I just I was just thinking because I work on campus at the University of Minnesota where a lot of kids make themselves soft targets. And uh, they have a lot of them have no situational awareness at all. I am constantly Mm -hmm. dodging students who are looking at their cell phones you know, right just walking through yeah. campus and they're just head down straight ahead look you know head down looking at their phone walking straight ahead have no idea if somebody's walking toward them or are they walking into somebody or they're walking off <laughs> could be walking off the ledge yeah. as far as they oh, know ex- exactly
2: yeah and um that's the frustrating thing and and Most studies show that 80% of people who do take a self-defense class have been robbed or attacked, and then they take a class, right? Right. But that's not what we want to do. Just like you eat healthy and you move and you do all those things that are good for you, you should know how to protect yourself, you know, because- our our biggest thing is that law enforcement is usually 10 to 15 minutes away if they come right. depending on where you li- depending on where you live and most encounters are over 9 seconds so you you need to know how to protect yourself it's it's a you know it's a life skill and and it's not about being paranoid at all if anything it's about being more confident and more empowered it's about knowing knowing who is really a threat to you and who is not you know just because you see a guy that you think is scary he may not be a threat at all if he's not staring at you, you know, and if he's right. not changing his status, if he's not changing his status and now walking towards you, you know, so it's kind of unhealthy to have fear all the time, too, when you're out in public and you're, you know, you're just constantly afraid because you're not seeing things correctly.
1: Yes, the University of Minnesota has just now started in their um, health awareness center, to start to um, have self uh, self. Uh, defense classes which i found to be good for the students because on college campuses um you know crime is is getting higher and higher because it, again going back to what i stated earlier the kids make themselves soft targets and they're and every student you can almost guess you know they have an iphone or a phone and they have a yeah lap, and they have a laptop so right so they're probably have two things that somebody who wants to rob them has and for a young lady then the third thing might be to harm them in some way or to um kidnap them and it's just you know you just want to scream at them hey pay attention you know
2: right right yeah the one the one thing that i think that i've done that's you know also different than any company is i've produced video that Um, in the beginning shows kind of a shock factor and the reason I produced, um, this video, so, so a young lady was taken from an area where I live when I was like 22 years old, but she was kidnapped by uh, a sexual offender and, um, she was murdered and raped and strangled and he left her body in the cold for like three weeks, but she was taken from a mall on a at Saturday at 4 p.m. in a busy parking lot with tons of people around. And she was on her phone when he got her. But this was 13 years ago. And back then, there wasn't any training, you know, not to go to a different location with somebody. Um, And so I, did a vi- I created a video that showed somebody being taken and thrown in a trunk and taken away. But then I showed all of the training to how you do not ever let that happen to you, how you walk, how you how you look, you know, when you're in a parking lot. And, uh, that, that video went completely viral hundreds of millions in the first week. And so I, I continued to produce video that shows, okay, this is what could happen if you're at the gas station and you're, you know, doing things wrong. And this is how you should gas up your car. And this is what you should do because gas stations are high fringe areas, Mm -hmm. right? So there's areas where there's higher crime. And I think, um, I think video really influences people to do things, especially especially young girls and boys when they see these. Vi- yeah, when they see these videos, they realize, oh my gosh, that could be me. Uh, what
1: are uh, What are some common areas where crime uh, happens, and and how do criminals even pick out you know their victims, or is, or is there a certain?
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, the the fringe areas are. Um, areas like restrooms, um, parking lots in and out of your car is one of the biggest fringe areas, ATMs, banks, um, you know, anywhere where there are, you know, alleyways, anywhere where there's a lot of people, but then there's, there's not people in that area. So you're alone with a criminal. Um, so bedrooms of a house party could be a fringe area. Um, so So those are where most crimes happen. And then um, targets usually pick out people that are weak, distracted, little or no eye contact. There was actually a study done in 1984 called the um, the Grayson Stein study. And it was a study where they showed people walking, pedestrians walking in New York, and they showed it to thousands of violent criminals. And they said, okay, who would you pick to be a target out of all these people? And in less than seven seconds, all of the criminals picked the same people. And they didn't just pick women; they picked men as well. And they found that they picked their victims all based on how they walked. And so they picked slow walkers. They picked distract distracted people. They picked they picked people that did not have a fluid motion. They picked people with hands in their pockets. You know, in today's world, they would have picked somebody with looking at their phone. Right. So, um, you know, humans are just like animals. And we go after the weakest looking person because most of these criminals don't want to fight. They want something, somebody easy. And so that's why we really teach, you know, walk fast, walk with your head up, look around you, look behind you, look ahead. I mean, don't make yourself look like a target because there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of other people out on that street that are looking down at their phone and almost hit by a car because they're not paying attention. And they're going to pick that person, not you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Not as many people have the old spy, as they used to say the spider senses, or my right, your hair will stand up on end. Um, right, when, when, yep. you're, when you're about to be a you know, bothered or accusted or anything like that. So, uh, mm-hmm. learning these things are definitely, um, uh, definitely important,
2: yeah. And like you're talking about your spidey senses, uh, we completely talk about intuition uh because intuition is uh scientists have found that intuition is the highest form of intelligence and so if your gut sends you a signal or if your spidey senses go off you have to trust it if you literally see somebody and in your mind you think oh my gosh that person's a bad person or that person just seems creepy you need to trust it it's better to be safe than sorry
1: yeah you that person, you'll never probably come across again. If, if they feel offended by it, you'll probably never see each other again. They'll get over it, <laughs> you know.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: They won't take it personally unless they had bad intentions. And This is me just speaking myself. I'm not an expert, but unless they had bad intentions <laughs> to begin with, then they. Right. Pro- That's true. Pro- they're probably just going to continue on th- their way. Um, yes, I agree with you. In most cases, the, the, the crime or the assault is, it happens within seconds. Um, mm-hmm. why, why do we need to know how to protect ourselves?
2: Well, first of all, if you, if you can pay attention to your surroundings and you understand who criminals are and that if somebody's coming at you and they might just even ask you a simple question like, hey, can I get the time? that's not really, you know, they really probably don't want the time. They're, they're interviewing you to see if you're compliant and submissive before they rob you. So it's important to, it's important to know how to protect yourself because you can either A, let, you know, have them rob you and they can take all of your stuff from you. Um, and then they can beat you up afterwards, which we've seen a lot of that happen, especially in subways or just kind of out on the street. Um, so, I mean, you can't you can't call like when you're stressed out, You your fine motor skills don't even work. So a lot of people who want to dial 911 have a hard time dialing 911. And then by the time the call goes through, it's going to take forever to for that person to come back and help you out or for, for law enforcement to help you out. Right. So it's best it's best to just get out of that situ- situation and never put yourself in that situation in the first place.
1: Well, this is going to. Uh, sound like a very strange analogy, but um, I was just thinking how sometimes you, you 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 just arrived home and you want to get in to use the rest to use the bathroom and you just struggle with the key because you're such in a word you know a hurry to get in and yeah. use the bathroom. I can just imagine trying to as big as those numbers on that keypad is. Try to hit nine one one and, and yeah. help.
2: Right. And the, the other thing is, and this absolutely happened to me when I was almost assaulted. I froze. I completely froze. I didn't know what to do. I put my head down and I held my daughter's hands. And most people, if they do not have training, if they do not have the mindset of how they would react in a very stressful stressful situation, will freeze. And freezing is the wrong thing to do, right? Right. So, because criminals get their way and criminals have even admitted that if the person, you know, is, is more compliant and they're like, oh, just do anything, take anything, or the more compliant the person is, they actually admit to hurting that person even more. So there's all sorts of tips, you know, like swearing, swearing at the person that's swearing at the predator that shows that you have a fighting personality, you know, do things that show that you have a fighting personality and they'll likely go on to the next person.
1: Is, is that a uh, skill of de-escalation or what are the skills of de-escalation?
2: Um, de- no, de-escalation is not generally swearing. Uh, that's more if you're on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, de-escalation is, you know, paying attention to your surroundings, knowing if, you know, knowing if there are multiple people, if you need to leave. It's more of um, what I always teach with de-escalation, don't ever argue with somebody who is angry or intoxicated or on drugs because they're using their reptilian brain and the reptilian brain does not reason. You cannot reason with a person that is arguing or on drugs and alcohol. So the best thing you should do is come up with an excuse to get yourself out of the situation. And you can also distract them like, Hey buddy, I, I know you're upset. You know, I I'm upset too. And, and so uh, we just uh, taught the Florida wildlife um, biologist because often they are these women that are all by themselves, you know, and they're handling uh, these guys that are fishing and they're having to tell these guys that are fishing that they can't fish in that area or, you know, whatever. So, so it's basically kind of like, you know, know your limits. This this woman's not going to go up against all these different men. Right. Right. Um, so you kind of have to know your limits, stay by your car. So when you, where you can get in and drive off, but say, Hey, I, I, I like to have a good time. I like to party. I like to drink alcohol too, but, can you guys just take it down, like you know, take it down two miles from here? Or, um, but it's always kind of finding excuses and and to get out of the situation if you can, or or you know, find common grounds when you de-escalate. You don't ever want to point at them, argue with them. It's more of you know, like when you're fighting over the toilet paper, right? <laughs> you you have to know you have to know who you're fighting against. If you're if you're fighting against this big giant guy with uh, my partner always oh, said this with cauliflower ears you know he's a wrestler and he's gonna right. kill you <laughs> yep. so so you're just like hey hey i'm so sorry that is your toilet paper it is my fault you take the toilet paper you know even though it's the last stuff um so you just kind of you just kind of have to um not argue with those people and it's better to not you we always say it's best to not fight than be in a fight the best fight is the one that you're never in
1: amen to that um with all the things you've all the uh, information and techniques and skills that you're providing, um, I know you didn't get into this, but is it somewhat lucrative?
2: Well, my my uh, biggest contract that I just signed in January was is with Grubhub. Okay. So Grubhub is a yeah, Grubhub's a you know, multi-billion-dollar company that mm-hmm. um, just partnered with Amazon. I have produced videos specifically for Grubhub drivers. Um, I've delivered um, the first set of videos with them, and now I'll be delivering more videos customized to their training. Um, it goes up on their educational platform. So to date, that's my one of my bigger contracts. I would say, yeah, it's definitely lucrative. Um, for me, I, I find that it is so incredibly satisfying because what I'm doing is I'm saving people from accidents and I'm saving people from harm and violence and it's a, there there couldn't be anything better than this and then I make money on top of it so
1: so it's it's an awesome career right uh, with a company like Grubhub and because they let's face it for the most part they deliver to people's homes and you never know who you're going to encounter when you ring a doorbell and knock on the door. Um, what are some of the things you may have shared with them that may be helpful?
2: Um, I can just give you a few things. So with, with driving your car, you know, it's important to tactically park your car. Are you familiar with that? Backing in, back in your car and into a location. When you tactically park your car, it's, Automatically looks like you're, you know, military or law enforcement. I mean, it makes you look like you're kind of a hard target. Um, the way that the way that they carry the food, you know, they carry the food in their non-dominant hand, so they have their dominant hand open if they need to do anything. I teach them how to walk, how to be confident, um, basically, basically de-escalation skills. They're dealing with the gas station a lot because they're driving a lot, so I teach them exactly how to go to the gas station and. You know, one of the things is pay at the pump. Don't go in the store because now you've had all these people draw attention to you going into the store. And now it's time for somebody to either take your car or get to you. So you just you want to be a gray man or gray woman. You want to be under the radar when you start filling up your pump. You know, you want to go back into your car and lock the door and and sit in your car with the doors locked until your gas, you know, the gas um, turns off. And then when you need to get out again, because when you're just standing there. It's so easy for people to come up and talk to you and ask you for money or, or, you know, do anything at the gas station. But knowing that there are some states where you actually have to physically hold the nozzle. I don't know if you knew that. Um, so I had to do different training with that. Right. Um, there's, you know, I, I teach them about the fringe areas. I teach them about how to deal with the homeless population. You know, don't ever give the homeless money because now you're a soft target. Everybody mm-hmm. saw you do it. Now now they're going to come. become more people are going to be coming after you. Don't ever be alone. If you're in a crowd and you're you have nobody with you, find find people that you consider to be safe, like a couple, or you know two women, or just men that look like they're normal, safe people, right? And and walk close to them. You just walk close to them because it kind of looks like you're with them. But if you're all alone, you're just going to be more of a target. So um, those are just a few a few of the videos I've done. I've done videos on situational awareness, um, safe driving skills, because most people just pull up right to right behind the car that is in front of them. You know, you have to pull up where you can see the wheels hit the pavement. Um, there's so many safe driving techniques um, that I've discussed with them. There's anti-carjacking tips that I've discussed um, for safety issues. Cause carjacking is a real problem right now. Uh, intuition uh, situational awareness skills, and then just kind of predators uh, who they are. Did you know that the population has admitted there's 10 to 20% of opportunistic predators out in America that they admit if they'll get away with a crime, they'll do it. So that's one to two people around you, you know, that might be a predator. So I I just, you know, I teach things um, on that, but there's a lot more training uh, that I do with them. But I, I think it's really cool that this company came to me. You don't always see these big companies invest in their employee safety. I think it says a lot about them.
1: Well, so yeah, it does because you know, like I said, those people are, are you know, walking into a strange environment where you know absolutely nobody, and all you're thinking about is delivering food and maybe getting a tip from them. Yeah, and you, yeah, you know, yeah, you have no idea what their attentions are. Right,
2: right. I, I think it's, I think it's somewhat safer than you know, let's say, like. Uber drivers or or taxi drivers because now you have somebody, a stranger in your car, in your backseat or next to you. Um, I think that's a little bit more dangerous, um, you know, a a more dangerous scenario than than dropping food off. But you're right. You don't know what situation you're going to get into at all.
1: Right. So you said you've created videos. How can uh, people find them and how can people contact you?
2: Um, They can... So I have a bunch of free videos uh, for the public up at prettyloaded.org. And if you just click on the videos, you can find them there. And then I have an online uh, training program, which has even more video if you want to get into it a little bit more. And then they can, t- can contact me at empowered@prettyloaded.org.
1: And you work with individuals and now we know you work, you work with companies, but do you work with individuals too?
2: I really don't. Uh, So I have affiliates all over the nation. Um, We, Yeah, we. I, I personally don't work with individuals anymore only because I'm so busy, but our affiliates do. So if you can get a group of 20 people together or more, they can put on a webinar, they can put on a live class, whatever, you know, whatever you need. And then one of the things that we're so good about is know your audience. So if it's college girls, we completely, you know, tailor that towards what they might be um, you know, ha- have happening to them in their life versus, let's say, like an L.A. housing authority worker who is a loan worker and going into, you know, some homes that might be pretty sketchy. So that's a totally different training. Correct. So we really cater. Yeah, we really cater towards our audience. So. Yeah. But, yeah, we definitely do live training.
1: Yeah, I used to do street outreach uh, oh, wow. years ago. Used to work with home council uh, homeless teens, and uh, we would always go out in pairs. But even with okay. that, you would know uh, don't get separated, um, yeah, each other's back, um, make sure you're at a reachable distance from each other because um, you know we were. Yes, they were teens, but they were desperate teens, and you never knew what we, you know, what you would come across. Are they on drugs? Are they drunk? Right. Um, you know, yeah. Do they? Are they so stressed out and whacked out that they're just, you know, they could be suffering from anxiety and just wanted to strike <laughs> someone, or just all type of things that we kind of, you know, we kind of counseled each other on.
2: Right, right, and and that's just wise to you know stay together. Uh, you never know when, when people are doing that kind of thing, or they're homeless or they're on drugs, they will do anything, and that's why it's so important to know you know, pre-attack body indicators. The other thing that we teach is different different th- tools that you can have on you, like a flashlight that can temporarily blind somebody, right? Um, or pepper gel instead of pepper spray because pepper spray can come back at you pepper gel just kind of adheres um and knowing what kind of pepper gel to buy don't just go buy this stuff in walmart because that stuff's not even going to work and it's going to probably fizzle out in a couple seconds so um one of the other things we teach is what can you have on you to help you in a situation if you have to fight
1: yeah that would be very helpful because there are so many um Things for sale out there and some are very good and some are probably a, as you stated you know a waste of your time and money because you know you go to um, use it and it doesn't you know doesn't fire or it doesn't last or, or yeah exactly up, or more of it and winds I, up, I, I, I'm sorry
2: yeah, more of it winds up on you. Right. But uh, we have so many, so many young ladies and and women that go running by themselves, and it, they'll go on these trails, you know, all alone. And and they're like, "I'm doing this because I have my pepper gel." And I'm like, "Show me your pepper gel," and uh, and then at the same time, I'm like, "Why would you ever run in that area? Don't ever run in that area. Like, mm-hmm. even if you had, even if you had something more than pepper gel on you, why would you even want to put yourself in that situation?" Uh, but it's a false sense of security, just like these alarms, you know, these safety alarms. And it's just this loud alarm. Nobody cares. Nobody's coming to your rescue if they hear a loud alarm go off. Nobody even notices if a parked car alarm is going off. No one cares. And certainly, you know, if you have your phone out and you're pushing 911, the the criminal doesn't care. They're smart. They know that it's going to take anybody a long time to get there. So so our big message is, you know, don't fall for these these things that are really not going
1: to help you in the long run. Well, Beth, this has been very uh, informational and very interesting. Um, I got to um, let you go because you have to get a child to an activity. And be- believe me, I've been in that, <laughs> been in that world before. <laughs> um, yeah. My, my son is now uh, out of college and in the real world. So I don't have <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't have those issues. But I totally understand, but I really do appreciate having you on today. And again, if you want to tell people how they can get your videos and how they can maybe reach out to you.
2: Yeah, so our website is prettyloaded.org and just go under videos. Uh, We also have a YouTube channel. Um, You can find us under Pretty Loaded ND on YouTube. And then you can get a hold of me. The best way is definitely by email, empowered at prettyloaded.org.
1: And this has been Beth Warford, um, situational awareness specialist and uh, safety uh, specialist here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast.
2: Thank you so much, JB.
1: When you need
0: someone to listen. To. A lawyer you know and trust. Congratulations to all the Minnesota businesses that scraped through the last year. It sure hasn't been easy, but we've done it together. And while we certainly need to move forward, it's good to reflect on what we've been through and the many losses. Here at Bradshaw and Bryant, we held a lot of Zoom meetings, increased our phone calls, and have done our best to keep up with all the changes while continuing to provide quality work. We'd like to thank everyone that turned to us with their personal injury and criminal needs as well as the courtrooms for bringing the community back together to serve justice. We look forward to being part of Minnesota's growth and success for many years to come. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything till you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at MinnesotaPersonalInjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant.
1: Ladies and gentlemen To the JB Low Low Tech Podcast A lot of great information From Beth Warford today Uh, I'd like to thank her For coming on Uh, Wish we had more time But um, (laughs) family duty calls Um, Also Please be aware Of your surroundings And make sure That people are with you also do the same. Uh, a lot of bad stuff is going out on out there right now. And uh, biggest thing is to stay safe out there. You yeah. know, you can't stop everything, but you can stop some of the stuff from happening. Well, I probably also are going to use that as in the mind of J B, um, because. It's just topic of the show and very timely to, to, um, to do with all the craziness that's going on in this country. As usual, I'd like to thank you for listening. Thank our guest, Beth Warford. And remember, tell a friend. They can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, and several other outlets. And like I stated earlier, tell a friend. And until next time, thank you for listening to the JB's Low Tech Podcast. J B
0: is my name, and fing up motherfuckers is my game. Right on. Negro, black, African American, black, black, black. Django, J B. Damn, Dolomite. Great card in
1: heaven, you know. J J B. Our great negro sex machine